the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Steve Mnuchin says President Trump believes the Federal Reserve has every right to raise interest rates if it wants to. We as an administration absolutely support the independence of the Fed, and the president's made it clear that this is the Fed's decision. Mnuchin telling Fox News Sunday that Mr. Trump's recent statements questioning whether the central bank should increase interest rates were just comments indicating the president has a concern. The Fed to meet Tuesday and Wednesday. It's raised rates twice this year in response to strong growth, low unemployment, and a slight rise in inflation. California fire officials say wildfires around the state have forced some 50,000 people out of their homes. The California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection says 12,000 firefighters are battling 17 blazes today. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas can't understand people sometimes. To, to reboot this show and to have an honest conversation and to give to give the point of view of the half of America maybe who voted for Trump. And, you know, it was just a wonderful thing. And, and, and it all goes down in flames because of one tweet that actually does cross a line. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thank you for tuning in to The Patriot on this Sunday afternoon. And folks, if you had plans to do something outside today, I'd suggest doing it soon. Good chance of rain later on this afternoon and into the evening. We'll reach the low 80s for our high later on tonight. We'll dip down to the low 60s. Be sure to keep it right here as next on The Patriot. It's the closer, Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM hey, twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to leave us a message via Twitter, please feel free to use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And you can also look us up on uh, Facebook. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Like our page if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to comment, like I say, and we will get to... All of your comments right here on the air. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in as the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues to dominate the all-important weekend political talk genre. Fourteen and a half years and uh, no sign of any stop sign being put in front of us. So uh, what a time to be alive. That's all I can say. Well, I've kind as I was putting together the show this week, you know, kind of how my the method of my madness is. I still blog regularly at bradcarlson.org, and the opinions and and uh, uh, blog posts that I put forth kind of serve as its own show prep, and that's why I've kind of kept my head in blogging all these years, despite the fact that blogging, for the most part, is is become passe, or it certainly isn't uh, at the level it was, say, in 2002 through, like, 2006, when it was really off the charts, and I think, obviously, social media has a lot to do with that, where people can just put out a couple of... Uh, just link to articles, submit without comment, maybe add a pithy comment or two to a tweet or a Facebook post, and that's fine. I choose to dig a little deeper by putting forth a blog post because it helps with my show prep. And as I was putting together the show this week, uh, I kind of noticed that there's there's kind of an overarching theme, and, and, and it's pretty much how 
many progressives are just such humorless and joyless individuals. There's no other way to look at it. And uh, Tucker Carlson this past week on his Fox News program was interviewing Allie Stuckey. And I'll get to Allie Stuckey in a little bit. She dubs herself the conservative millennial. If you look up conservative millennial on Twitter or Facebook, she's all over. And she's 26 years old, uh, young lady, and she works for a conservative review TV. And I think she's been at the Daily. Maybe she's been at the Daily Wire or not. I don't know. Primarily, a lot of our work is coming from Conservative Review and CRTV. And this past week, she did kind of a satire video, mock interview, if you will, of Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with her, she is the young lady who scored a... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a 28-year-old young lady from New York. And she scored a huge upset in the Democrat primary over incumbent Congressman Joseph Crowley. Representative Crowley is currently representing New York's 14th congressional district, which I believe is like the East Bronx and Queens area. And uh, he that was redistricted from the 7th congressional district, which uh, Congressman Crowley has been representing since 1999. So basically he's a 10-term incumbent. And this 28-year-old young lady, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, went in and defeated him in the primary, Democrat primary, and uh, will be obviously running as a Democrat in the general election. Now, I didn't realize this, but as I was doing a little research, Crowley actually remains on the general election ballot under the Working Families Party, Uh, whatever that is, okay, and, and, and in fact, Crowley came out recently and said that any any illegal aliens caught crossing the border should get some sort of basic compensation to kind of help them through until their cases are adjudicated and maybe deported back to Mexico, Central America, from wherever from where they're coming. So this is the kind of representation you're you're getting in that district, East Bronx, Queens area, which is no surprise, heavily Democrat district. Well, I bring all this up because. Miss Ocasio-Cortez has kind of been dubbed the future of the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party has been lurching further and further left. It really got started with uh, you know Bernie Sanders making a very respectable showing in the in the Democrat battle for president in 2016, and were it not for superdelegates and other areas where the DNC is rigged, Bernie Sanders may well have been the Democrat nominee for president, and God forbid he might have been elected president because I. Uh, I, he, he, I have a feeling he would have probably defeated uh, Donald Trump in the 2016 general election. Again, no way to know for sure, but that's the sense I get. But regardless, the Democrat Party is, seems to be moving further and further left. And as a result, you get someone who is an avowed Democratic socialist like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez winning the Democrat primary in New York's Congressional District 14. So she did an interview with... PBS on the PBS program Firing Line with Margaret Hoover. And when she was discussing the issue of Israel and Palestine, and Ryan, if we've got those uh, clips up, uh, I'll, I'll call for that first one. Uh, this was a clip from Ocasio-Cortez's interview, again, uh, being interviewed by Margaret Hoover, and she was asked about... or. Some I, I don't know what the specific question was, but it delved into Israel and Palestine. So let's listen to that. I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in, in the occupation uh, of, of Palestine, is um, just an, an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition. And that, to me, is just where I tend to mm-hmm. come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um... I think it, what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas and, and places where um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, difficulty in access to uh, their housing and homes. Do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, think I'd also can, just no. I I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. You know? Okay, so she basically admits she has no idea what we're talking about. Juxtapose that with the next audio clip, Ryan, if we have that. 
Alexandria, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Do you have any experience that qualifies you for this job? I was growing up during the, the Clinton era. Um, and then basically when I was in middle school, 9-11 happened. Do you have any knowledge whatsoever about how our political system works? Mm. Yikes. Does that make you a, a little bit nervous? Put socialism into your own words. Unprecedented concentration of wealth at the very top, tippy top of the 1%. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear you admit that. It, it sounds like what's going on in socialist Venezuela. Mm -hmm. What do you think about what's going on in Venezuela? Just an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition. And mm -hmm. to me, it would just be completely unacceptable if that happened on our shores. Well, couldn't that happen here if, if we adopted socialism? It's hard to say what direction that that takes. I am not the expert on geopolitics. Didn't you major in international relations in college? Middle Eastern politics is not exactly what's at my kitchen table every night. Venezuela is not in the Middle East. I may not use the right words. <laughs> How do you respond to the people who say that socialism has never worked? Capitalism was the most efficient and best economy, perhaps. Abject poverty is at the lowest level it's ever been because of capitalism. Well, I, th I think the numbers that you just talked about is part of the problem. I, I don't understand. Oh, um. So what do you hope to accomplish when you're in Congress? This is a really good question. So what is it? I just think that that's the wrong question. Okay. So why should voters vote for you? You vote. It's, it's democratic. Well, this has been enlightening. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay. So I've, that was very obviously satire, right? I mean, the, the changes in audio pitch, uh, the way the questions were posed and then answered. And, if you, and, and this is more for visual. Look, at, look up the Ali Stuckey a satire interview of Ocasio-Cortez, Google it, whatever, you'll see that it's, it's very obviously satire. You don't have to be an expert in viewing satire. No, 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 that's very clearly satire. Although, when you juxtapose it with the first audio clip I played, where she stumbled and stammered and her voice trailed off, and, and if you actually saw the video, she kind of looked down to her left, didn't engage her interviewer, that means she wasn't very confident in what she was saying, and it was pretty obvious she didn't know what she was talking about. So I bring this up to say that leftists had an absolute fit over that second audio clip. That was uh, Alexander, or uh, excuse me, Ali Stuckey of Conservative Review TV, CRTV. And basically, what she did is she spliced parts of that interview with Margaret Hoover and PBS's Firing Line, and posed, and posed her own questions, and posed the questions to basically make Ocasio-Cortez's answers sound absurd. This is what they call satire, what they've done on leftist programs like The Daily Show and The Colbert Report and Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. All of these leftists' shows make their living with, guess what, satire. And so when Ali Stuckey uses their own tactics against them, Oh, my God, Facebook needs to take this down right away. Facebook needs to act right now and take take down this video right now. It, it, it was passed off as a legitimate interview, and, and, but, but it's actually not. It's like they honestly believe that. They honestly believe, oh, that, that, that was tried. They, she tried to pass that off as a real interview. No, she didn't. Ali Stuckey has done satire, satirical interviews at, at uh, CRTV, Conservative TV, before. So this idea that she was trying to pass this off as a legitimate interview is is not is not accurate absolutely not but their claim is well she didn't come out and put a disclaimer other than a wink emoji to to indicate it was satire so here here's 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 how i see that for the leftists that were pitching a fit saying that ali stuckey didn't give any kind of disclaimer or whatnot then 
you honestly believe that Miss Ocasio-Cortez is that dim if you thought that that was legitimate? Which I can hardly blame you if you feel that, if you watch it. Or you didn't see the original interview with Margaret Hoover on PBS's firing line. Say, oh, I, you know, that, so it was either one of those two things. If it was the latter and you're looking at that Ocasio-Cortez interview and you thought maybe for a millisecond that was real, and then you found out it was satire, it's like, oh, my God, thank God that our socialist darling future of our party is not really that dumb. Oh, whew. Yeah, she's not. Here, uh, watch the original interview with uh, Margaret Hoover on PBS's Firing Line. And then listen for the collective gulp amongst uh, progressives. So I, I just find it stunningly hypocritical that they're actually going to decry this satire when they constantly propped up back when it was John Stewart running the Daily Show or back when Stephen Colbert had the Colbert Report on Comedy Central. He obviously doesn't uh, do that anymore. Uh, Samantha B. Full Frontal, that's, that's, their, that's their big hero now. Okay? And she uses vulgarity when describing conservatives. But hey, it's all, it's all good because this, this is where we've come. These progressive institutions like you know, big media and big Hollywood, okay? they are the moral arbiters of what is right and what is ideologically pure. And if you don't subscribe to what's ideological, ideologically pure in their minds, then you're, then, you're per, then you're fair game to be mocked, skewered, satired, ripped apart, rhetorically speaking. And uh, again, this further validates my friend and colleague Mitch Berg's seventh law of liberal projection when actually liberal issues a defamation or assault on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth. They are at best projecting and at worst drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. So this is, this is classic projection. This is classic projection. They're saying that it was despicable, dishonorable, uh, deliberately misleading what Ali Stuckey did by not calling this satire. And it's just like, if you honestly watch that and can't see from the the first millisecond that that's satire, then your head is so far in the clouds and you apparently haven't been paying that close attention to John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, and Samantha Bee. But to be fair, a lot of these progressives probably take what those aforementioned quote-unquote comedians say as the gospel on the news. We'll have a little bit more on this when we come back here on AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter if you'd like to weigh in on anything we cover today. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business, so you understand how important benefits are. Today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts. They want benefits they can use every day and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance. With Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions, you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for, where employees can move more throughout the day, so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. The new Veridesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button. And it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit veridesk.com radio. That's VARIDesk.com slash radio. The perfect anniversary gift is to learn how to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half-price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. And you will have the time of your life as you learn. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Give her the anniversary gift she'll never expect. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. 
My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Hey, folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at continentaldiamond.com. Welcome back, Game 12 Eight Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. He's on every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. for The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out weekend programming right here on AM 1280, Sundays, 1 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, first segment, I talked a little bit about the outrage, outrage that the leftists engaged in over their uh, new far-left socialist darling, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, being skewered by conservative millennial Ali Stuckey, basically splicing pieces of an interview Miss Ocasio-Cortez did with Margaret Hoover a couple of weeks earlier, and then Ali Stuckey posed her own questions to make Miss Ocasio-Cortez's answers seem absurd and ill-informed. That's what satire is, okay? Again, all these left-wing programs, like I said, The Daily Show, Colbert Report, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee, they all do it, okay? It's good for the goose, good for the gander. So anyways, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez did find out about this, and she put out a tweet saying, well, Republicans are so scared of me that they're faking videos and presenting them as real on Facebook because they can't deal with reality anymore. Uh, No, just no, no. They weren't, it was never presented as real. Allie Stuckey never for one millisecond put this out there, said, whoa, people might think this is actually real. No, she didn't. She was actually giving you far-left progressives a little credit because some of you actually thought it was real. But, of course, if you watched the Margaret Hoover PBS Firing Line interview, hard to to blame you for that because she seemed so ill-informed. And then Ms. Ocasio-Cortez in that tweet also says, here's one bonafide truth. Election day is November 6th. But I love this part. Republicans are so scared of me that they're faking videos and presenting them as real. Well, scared of you? Are you kidding? How many conservative personalities out there, say like a Steve Dace or a uh, Michelle Malkin or Ben Shapiro, How many do you think any of them would turn down an opportunity to interview this young lady? Uh, probably not, because if this is who you're going to hold up as the Democrat Party standard, you bet folks like that are going to want to interview her and say, hey, here, here, here's, here's uh, some of you moderate Democrats, blue dog Democrats, I know you're still out there. This is what your party wants to hold up as the standard for your party. A septuagenarian Democrat socialist along with a millennial socialist. Okay. Is this, is this what you want? I don't think so. And uh, very, I, I appreciated uh, Representative uh, Emanuel Cleaver. He is a Democrat member of uh, Congress, U.S. House, out of the state of Missouri. And he stopped by Neil Cavuto's program on Fox News this past week, and Neil Cavuto asked about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and how she kind of has become the new star of the Democrat Party. Let's listen to Representative Cleaver's comments on this. Well, I, I think that uh, we're going to have uh, probably divided government uh, in January, 
Um, and I hope well, that which way do you want your party to turn? I mean, there's a thought, a hard left turn, you know, what's been, you know, and, and maybe someone like uh, the, the woman elected or does in New York uh, to be the Democratic nominee. That hard left Bernie Sanders type approach is the way the party should go. That's where the passion is. What do you think? Well, I can answer a question uh, rather easily. Uh, I did support Bernie Sanders for president. Uh, uh, I supported someone else. And uh, secondly, uh, you know, I think in some ways the media has pushed the, the young woman who was victorious in uh, the New York uh, congressional race against Cro jo uh, Joe Crowley right. to the point that, that she is being made, of, uh, made out as, a, as some kind of deity. And um, mm. I, I think that's where this whole issue of ICE versus ISA arose, this ridiculous issue. And I think that we, we uh, uh, obviously in the Democratic Party are going to have people who would like to pull the, the party to the far left. Uh, that's not where America, America is. And, and uh, if, if the Republicans continue to move to the far right, uh, we're going to leave the majority of, of Americans in the middle. But it, do, it does enormous damage uh, to, to the fabric of the nation. And neither side is going to benefit. Uh, look, uh, nobody in, in America who is thoughtful can say uh, the American public stands together because we don't. Yeah. And every day we try to find a little piece of something to tear right. us further apart. No, you're right about that. It's always, always good having you. I think you've just bring, you've calmed people down. I think we need a lot more of that. Emmanuel Cleaver. Kudos to Representative Cleaver. That's good stuff. Uh, you know, he basically taking his own party to task. Look, there, there's a danger in moving farther, farther left. Now, I do take issue with one thing that Representative Cleaver did say about how he talked about the Republicans are continuing to move farther right. That, that's not the case. I, this, this continues to be a chanting point that a lot of uh, people are, are, are going with, and it's just, not, it's just not the case. The evidence doesn't bear that out. I mean, look at our presidential candidates since Ronald Reagan. Each have been progressively more to the center of more to the uh, left of Reagan. They're still right-wing Republicans, but definitely not conservative as conservative Reagan. I mean, George H.W. Bush, uh, Bob Dole, George W. Bush, uh, John McCain, Mitt Romney. Okay, they they far. Would any of those? Can you aptly aptly characterize those as far right? Well, guess what? If you're the Democrat Party and you keep moving further and further left, stands to reason that a lot of these Republicans are going to be considered, quote-unquote, far right. But I'm sorry, the current crop of Republicans in Congress today uh, didn't follow through on their seven-year promise to repeal, repeal Obamacare. Uh, CBO recently came out with a projection that we're going to run a $1 trillion deficit in 2019, so basically add another trillion dollars onto our 20-plus trillion dollar national debt. Okay, if the Republicans were truly moving further and further right, this wouldn't be happening. Wouldn't happen. But here we are. It's happening. And Donald Trump far. Right? No, I mean, there have been undoubtedly some conservative, very good conservative things from a conservative perspective that have happened under the uh, Donald Trump presidency. I mean, the four point one percent GDP growth in the most recent quarter. Highest. That's the highest it's been about, what, four, four years. OK, Uh Undoubtedly a good thing. Un unemployment rate very low, around 4%. Okay. Uh, obviously tax reform, very very much a positive. You had a lot of uh, large corporations investing extra capital into their business, which is a benefit not only to their business but the employees, or, or as Nancy Pelosi calls them, crumbs. That'll, that'll play well, right? And two good Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch, already – uh, confirmed to the court, and Brett Kavanaugh will undoubtedly be confirmed to the court, basically locking down legal constructionists for a generation. That, undoubtedly good things. But to to characterize how the, the Republican Party moving far right, I, I you know, again, uh, Rep. Cleaver had a, had a terrific statement there on propping up Ocasio-Cortez as a deity, but to say but the Republicans, eh, I take issue with that. But again, you know, it's all it's all perspective. But kudos to Representative Cleaver, kind of a shot across the bow to his own party, because they learned this with Obama. Obama was held up as some sort of deity. I mean, he, his star really shined bright in 2004 when he gave a terrific speech at the Democratic National Convention and, of course, was elected overwhelmingly as a senator out of, a U.S. senator out of Illinois in 2004 and then is running for president. And, you know, he was held up as the savior of, of the party. And the Democrat Party, as a result, has suffered 
catastrophic, unprecedented losses, not only at the federal level, but at state levels. How many state legislatures have overturned, completely overturned, in the eight years Obama was president? How many governorships went from Democrat to Republican during when Obama was was held up as their savior? I mean, far be it for me to tell the Democrats they're making a terrible mistake, okay? But Representative Cleaver is exactly right, holding up anyone as a deity, as a savior of their party. Um, complete disaster and hasn't worked out in recent history for them. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning knows how much you love being outdoors and soaking up all that Minnesota summer sunshine. You know what else is great? Coming into a nice, cool, air-conditioned house afterwards. So if you're looking into updating your old system or finally getting that A.C. you've always wanted... Standard Heating has got you covered with some great deals in July, like instant savings of $700 on new air conditioners. There are even easy financing options available on approved credit. It's no sweat, really no sweat, to make it even cooler. A new system can cut your cooling costs by up to 30%. So don't wait. Call Standard Heating and Air Conditioning today and ask how you can save $700 on your new air conditioner. And enjoy all summer has to offer inside and out. Learn more about these great offers at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard heating and air conditioning. The comfort you deserve. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And feel free to weigh in on our Facebook page as well. Go to Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. Like our page if you haven't done so already, and feel free to leave a comment in there as we'll get to them. Do we have Matt uh, with us? Okay, fantastic. Uh, as always, we are honored to be joined by our uh, official political walk, Matt Makoviak, uh to talk all things uh, national politics. Uh, some interesting uh, news items came up uh, this past week. We want to get uh, Matt's perspective, and uh, obviously the, the congressional midterms, the congressional midterm race is always a very fluid situation, so we'll check the latest in some of the polling there and the Republicans' quest to hang on to the U.S. House of Representatives. The Senate looks pretty good for now, but 
Uh, House of Representatives, definitely a, a toss-up at this point, so we want to get Matt's perspective on all those uh, particular items. And uh, joining us right now, online one, is the aforementioned uh, Matt Makoviak. Again, check out his fine work, also his podcast, uh, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com. Matt, always an honor to be joined by you, sir. How are you today? Hey, Brad, I'm doing great. Happy Sunday. Thank you. You as well. Uh, Matt, I reached out to you this past week when some uh, interesting news broke out of the out of Washington. Uh, I'll read a little bit of a blurb from Reuters. Uh, U.S. House Speaker Paul Ryan on Thursday rejected a move by fellow Republicans to impeach Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, the number 2 Justice Department official who oversees the federal probe of Russia's role in the 2016 presidential election. Uh, Speaker Ryan very emphatic on how he does not support the impeachment of Rod Rosenstein, I guess the uh, the first official question is, uh, Matt Makoviak, uh, the folks, uh, particularly Jim Jordan of the uh, Freedom Caucus, was one of them that drew up the articles of impeachment. Was this more of a symbolic move, knowing that this was not going to get widespread Republican support in the House? And if so, uh, maybe kind of give a little background as to why they went uh, this particular route, Matt Makoviak. Yeah, I think it probably was somewhat symbolic. You know, the House is headed towards... Uh, an August recess. Of course, the Senate is is only taking I think one week instead of three week, four weeks right. to get more done. Um, and so I think to some extent, some of these members who are such strong supporters of the president's, um, you know, wanted to make clear that they have deep concern about the fact that the, the Justice Department has not provided all the documents that that the Congressional Oversight Committees have requested. Look, I think the uh, you know the conflict here is based on. Uh, the, you know, the question as to whether Congress is, is owed full access to all documents, even if information in those documents affects an ongoing investigation. And obviously there's a difference of opinion there between sure. what the Justice Department thinks and what some members of Congress think. Um, and I'll be honest with you, without knowing more about it personally, it's hard for me to adjudicate that from my own perspective. Uh, you know, obviously Congress can only provide oversight of the executive branch uh, if it's given the information. And so I think we have to take, uh, you know, the subpoena of records done by congressional committees very, very, very seriously. On the other hand, having worked on Capitol Hill for four years, I know that things leak on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst things about Capitol Hill. Almost no one uh, keeps uh, anything uh, secret up there. Um, you know, one of the reasons why the so-called Gang of Eight exists, the, uh, the top Repub- two Republicans and top two Democrats in the House and Senate, and then the chair and ranking members of the intelligence committees in the House and Senate, the so-called Gang of Eight, one of the reasons that that group exists is because it, because it, is, uh, it is easier to brief those eight members and believe that they can keep something secret rather than the full committees where you might have some irresponsible partisans on one side or the other that they want to leak information. And so that is honestly where the breakdown is. Um, you know, generally, I'm probably a little bit more sympathetic to the argument that Rosenstein hasn't done enough. Uh, you, we, we obviously did see, I think it was last Saturday, Brad, these days all run together, possibly the Saturday before that. <laughs> but recently we saw the FISA application, the warrant applications for, for Carter Page um, that was heavily redacted. But that was released uh, after you know, months of wrangling and you know, threats made towards, towards Rosenstein, holding him in contempt of Congress. Uh, and so that did at least produce that FISA application, which Congress has been demanding for months and months. Um, and it, it's probably not a... Um, coincidence that the FISA application was released, uh, I think, at 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, Generally, you don't put good news out uh, at 4 p.m. on a Saturday. So it's a long answer to your short question. Um, I don't believe that that uh, that uh, the effort to uh, remove Rosenstein by Congress was ever was ever likely to gain gain any support. And I think Ryan is trying to walk a tightrope, as he usually does, as he usually has to between hardline members on the right uh, and you know, wanting to continue to work with the Trump Justice Department and see uh, that this investigation come to a completion. And certainly, this this can't be helped by uh, President Trump himself. I mean, obviously, just a few weeks ago, that we had the Mueller indictments handed down of the uh, uh, twelve different uh, uh, Russian officials with uh, uh, obviously interfering in our elections. And the, obviously, the president continues to come out and say it's a witch hunt, it's a witch hunt, and he never seems to really clear. I understand what he's saying in that it's. He's not. It's not an emphatic denial that there was interference in our 2016 elections, as much as he's trying to say, "I had nothing. There was no collusion with, between myself 
and the Russians during the 2016 campaign. But when he continues to call it a witch hunt, Matt Makoviak, this isn't helpful to the overall investigation because he's delegitimizing something that turns out is very legitimate. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think to some extent, Brad, this, this is a, a psychological question as much as it is you know, a legal question or political question sure. or even a substantive question. You have, to, you have to kind of step back and put yourself in his, from his, in his mind, right, and think about it from, from the president's perspective. You know, he, he believes he won an election that was um, really you know, very difficult to win. He had a lot of forces kind of working against him. He now believes that, that there were, you know, bad actors in the FBI that were trying to work against him in the middle of the campaign. Um, and so he looks at this and he, he, every time, you know, somebody asks him about meddling, he thinks they're really asking him about collusion. Sure. And, and he connects the two issues, even though the two issues, uh, at least right now, based on what's publicly known, are separate issues. Uh, and I think it would do him, uh, you know, a service and, and a benefit at this point if he could just clearly understand that meddling and collusion are separate things. Right. There is no one serious who now denies that Russia uh, attempted and, and ultimately did meddle in our election in 2016. Um, the question is whether that meddling, number one, affected the outcome, and we don't seem to have any evidence that it affected the outcome in a direct way, but more importantly, whether the, the, the Trump campaign worked with Russia to help them meddle in the election. Uh, and, and they're, again, after, what, a year and a half now of the FBI, of the Mueller uh, inquiry uh, up and running, um, you know, nothing has come out that, that's proven that. Now, we have to let Mueller complete the work. I hope he completes it very soon. It shouldn't be uh, done in, in a political season and during the midterms. Uh, so we have to get to, to the bottom of it. But I think he thinks the collusion aspect of the Mueller inquiry is a witch hunt. Um, right. You know, the meddling part of it, I think, is probably not a witch, clearly not a witch hunt. And right. again, he, he seems to conflate those two issues and it creates problems from time to time. And of course, it certainly didn't help uh, some of his comments that he conveyed uh, when in the presence of uh, Russian leader Vladimir Putin in the uh, at the Helsinki summit. Uh, he certainly didn't uh, cover himself in glory with those particular comments in the aftermath of that. So, yeah, it's a, it, it, he definitely isn't doing himself any favors, let's let's say that much. Uh, Matt, I wanted, before we go to a quick break here, I did want to transition to your uh, very fine piece uh, from the, this past week of the Washington Times about Trump and the issues regarding tariffs and how even p- those within his own administration really can't give a— uh, I guess, a solid defense of, of what he is doing, particularly when it when he talks about there are, specifically there are farmers that are impacted by these increased tariffs, but then Trump turns yeah. around and says, well, those who are impacted are going to get relief to the tune of $12 billion, which is great. But then, I mean, I know next to nothing about how, ta- how tariffs have a long-term impact, but to the layperson, it would seem like, well, if it's going to cause that much difficulty for farmers and we have to infuse 12 billion dollars of relief why are these being imposed in the first place matt mccoviak yeah um this is the difficulty in looking at the issue of trade and how the trump administration's addressed it is is two things i think number one um i think you can support and even understand the president's goals without also believing that the tactics they're using uh, are are ideal uh, or make the most sense. Uh, and then second, you know, since we don't know what will ultimately come out of all this, tr- all these trade actions, in terms of the, the deals that are being negotiated, um, it's a little hard to evaluate it, right? I mean, my, my view, and as I write in the column, I mean, my view all along is is that he was doing putting tariffs on these products from China and Mexico and Canada and parts of Europe as a short term tactic to increase his leverage in negotiating better trade deals. Sure. And, and, uh, and on that basis, I think that at least makes some sense. Uh, but we're now, what, you know, four or five months into this, and in spite of the announcement on Wednesday from the European Commission, there wasn't a lot of substance to that. They apparently are going to buy some, so- some soybeans and they're going to work on a deal, but nothing was really announced. And so the $12 billion, this effectively the bailout of our agriculture community, and really only part of the agriculture community, um, you know, it, it, as Ben Sass said, we're paying our farmers to lose. And, and so the question I have, I, I ask in the column is, you know, what, do, what happens when the $12 billion runs out? Sure. <laughs> so obviously my hope is that he can negotiate better trade deals very soon, including NAFTA, uh, perhaps, you know, with the EU, and continue to focus really exclusively on China, because I think that's where uh, the, the greatest support exists. Uh, Matt, we do need to take a break. Are you able to hold through the segment for sure. uh, one? Okay, fantastic. Uh, Matt McCoviak, a political wonk, talking all things uh, politics, national politics. When we come back, 
Uh, the next segment, we do want to get into the uh, races for the congressional midterms and the Republicans' prospects for hanging on uh, to the U.S. House of Representatives. If you have a question for Matt, feel free to get, uh, give us a call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at uh, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow. Also look us up on Facebook, Northern Alliance Radio Network, and leave a comment there if you so desire. Brad Carlson with one final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. Where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at nine five two. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. It's time for the Narn Report. This is America, and America is a nation of immigrants. Just about everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now is descended from someone who came to North America in the last 400 years. And this, creating new Americans, people who believe in what America is, has always been a strength. But over the last 50 years, the Democratic establishment has perverted immigration, focusing on creating a pipeline for new Democrat voters with little or no priority placed on actually becoming American. All the other problems with immigration, refugee resettlement, asylum, kids at the border, they're all secondary to the real issue. Making immigration about creating new Americans should be, it has to be the goal. The problem won't be solved by sloganeering. The people are going to have to demand political leadership that can focus on the real issue, making new Americans, not just headcounts. Join the conversation Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Does what we do matter? You know, in the big scheme of things, how important is a roof or gutters? And and maybe those things aren't real important in the eternal scope of things, but they are important in us establishing relationships with other people. And they're also important in being able to reach out, being able to meet people, being able to expand the kingdom or, or edify or build each other up. So maybe our work is more of a vehicle to establish relationships than it is just a business. Some of the services we offer are shingle roofing, residential roofing. We also do commercial and residential flat roofs, rubber and TPO flat roofs, small or large. For a free and obviously no obligation estimate, you can always contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. All good things must end. A.C. Nelson's Beat the 2019 Price Increase ends Monday. Put no money down on 29-foot Patriot travel trailers with Bunkhouse, just $159 a month. Or buy only $15,488. $159 a month for queen bed, large A.C., power jacks, flip-down rack, aluminum wheels, and more ride steps. Sale prices on toy haulers and fifth wheels, too. Beat the Price Increase at A.C. Nelson in Shakopee. 144 months, 6.9 W.A.C. Sunshine, go away today. I don't feel much like dancing. Welcome back, Am 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour on this broadcast we like to call The Closer. Joined by political wonk Matt McCoviak uh, talking some... Uh, Articles of impeachment drawn up against Deputy AG Rod Rosenstein, as well as the Trump tariffs in this uh, first segment. We want to wrap up uh, this uh, particular guest appearance by Matt. Talking about uh, congressional midterms, uh, Matt, it always seems to be a very fluid situation week in and week out. Uh, I don't know how big a believer people should be in the generic congressional ballot. The Democrats have held a, a sizable lead at times, and then there was a time just a couple of months ago where the lead shrunk to where even some congressional uh some particular polls show the Republicans with a very slight edge. I guess uh, at this particular juncture, Matt, when we talk about Congress, the Republicans are in a great position to hang on to the U.S. Senate. But the U.S. House has always kind of been a, a toss up. Uh, I know the focus has been even congressional districts here in our state of Minnesota. What are you kind of gleaning the latest in the battle for the U.S. House and 
what are some of the key things that the Republicans need to focus upon to keep the majority? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a big question. Um, you know, generally, Brad, I, I, I don't think short of just like a, you know, kind of earth, political earthquake type of development, I don't think much really matters to Labor Day. Okay. The reason I say that is you're going to see fluctuations. You know, generic ballot looks you know better one week versus another. Um, you know, the right track, wrong track number would go up or go down. The economy is better or 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 not. I mean, things change throughout the year, but generally, I think uh, opinions from voters start to harden around Labor Day. And part of the reason for that is most people are are, are living their lives and are normal, unlike you and I. They're not following politics right. in and out every day, particularly during the summer. Sure. You know, they've got their kids at home. They've got, uh, you know, vacations. They're relaxing. It's just they're not, you know, paying attention to every development throughout the day. Um, now, that said, given, you know, what I've seen, what you've seen over the last couple of weeks, I think that, uh, you know, a month or two ago, I think I may have told you I thought it was, you know, 50-50 or maybe even 60-40 Republicans hold the House. I'm kind of now back at 60-40 that Democrats take the House. Okay. Um, but, you know, again, these are, these are minor, um, you know, movements in one direction or the other. I think one of the reasons why um, perhaps Democrats have had some success of late uh, is this trade issue, uh, which, again, ultimately I think is, is going to get resolved just because the stakes are so high. Uh, but there is some, some, some a real question mark. Now, on the other hand, we had this very positive uh, GDP number on Friday, 4.1%. First time we've had 4% economic growth since 2014. Um, you know, very, very strong quarter. Um, perhaps uh, evidence uh, that, in fact, I think it's evidence that the Trump policies are working. Now, there's this obvious this question of whether trade is going to remain um, ahead. Of, you know, the trade policy is going to be a headwind. So, um, look, there are some big questions. I think August is likely to be a very consequential month related to the Mueller inquiry in the Southern District of New York. Um, uh, investigation related to Michael Cohen. It just seems like all this stuff is heading towards a, towards a you know major break one way or the other. So I think August is going to be a big month from that perspective. You have the Supreme Court nominee, whose hearing will be in August and confirmation will be in September. You have the spending bill fight, which the president tweeted about this morning, uh, which will occur at the end of September. So. You know, you know. Remember when you were in school? There was, you know, you could get an A, a, a to an F, or you could also get an incomplete. I mean, right now we're we're at the incomplete stage. There are such huge factors and variables that are un, unresolved at this point. Uh, but I think it could go either direction. I really do. I think there's a chance the Republicans could take the House, particularly if Trump's voters turn out and if Republican uh, enthusiasm remains high. Um, but ultimately, you know, the national environment matters, but the campaigns and the candidates matter too. And August is also a very big month for some primaries on the Democratic side uh, in some key states, particularly as it relates to the House, in terms of whether they're going to nominate, you know, more mainstream Democrats or more sort of, uh, you know, socialist type of uh, progressive base type Democrats. And, and we saw that, obviously, with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York last month. Matt, we have a few minutes uh, to go here. I know that our state here, uh, Minnesota, is at least a couple of months ago, there was a BuzzFeed report that had come out that said, uh, as far as Republicans are concerned, ironically enough, Minnesota may be one of the few bright spots in terms of congressional races because we have a couple of open seats in the 1st Congressional District and the 8th Congressional District here in Minnesota, both currently occupied by Democrats and both of whom are not seeking re-election for those uh, particular posts. Uh, Even though those were uh, Democrat-held seats, they went heavily for Trump in the 2016 election. I guess I want to ask about that particular dynamic, Matt, because we saw while Obama was president, when he wasn't on the ballot, Democrats were shellacked both 2010 and 2014. are we going to see something similar with uh, Trump not being on the ballot here? Because we know he still has his ardent supporters, his supporters that will support him no matter what. But will it be similar to what happened with Obama in that they may not turn out simply because Trump's not on the ballot? And if that's the case, uh, I don't know that some of these prominent uh, Democrat districts could flip to Republicans, if, they, if, if, if that's the case, anyways. That's a really smart question. And, and I, I've said for much of the last year to various people that I think the only question that matters for the midterms is whether Trump voters— who provided the margin for him in states like Michigan uh, and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, uh, who turned out for him less less because he was, was a Republican and more because of the message he had and the campaign he ran, yep. uh, whether those voters are going to turn out in the midterms with him not on the ballot. One of the, the, the meaningful aspects of the Supreme Court nomination politically uh, is, that it, it, is, is that it is likely to uh, uh, motivate, I think, some of that Trump base 
that does care about the Supreme Court, that sees Republicans and the president working closely together and, and accomplishing something significant uh, and, and sort of getting the base, you know, energized again, reminding them that the courts matter, that having a majority in the Senate matters. Right. Uh, obviously, the Supreme Court doesn't affect the House. Uh, but the spending fight in September, uh, although I think it was likely to get punted to the end of the year, is it will be another reminder that the House matters. Um, but I also think, you know, you know, part of the message here, I think, for Republicans is going to be, particularly as it relates to Trump voters, uh, you know, if the Democrats take the House back, they want to effectively neuter the Trump presidency. I mean, they, they want to um, investigate him morning, noon and night, bring articles of impeachment in the first two months, um, shut down his agenda entirely. He will have very limited options in the final two years of his first term if they do not have control of the House. All sure. spending bills start in the House. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, even if you have the Senate, the Senate would be useful for judges, but not much else probably if, if the uh, Democrats take the House back. So the stakes are really high in this midterm. Uh, and you, you put your, your, you know, your finger on the really key question, and that is, will Trump voters turn out? Will they think it matters if Trump's not on the ticket? Now, he did say, I think yesterday, uh, and he's been sending money to, to key Republicans in the last last week or two. I think he said he wants to campaign for 60 or 70 vulnerable Republicans over the next few months. Mm. Um, that, that'll be interesting to see. I don't know that there are 60 or 70 where he is a net benefit. I think there is a smaller number than that probably where he's a net benefit. There are some districts where he is not a net benefit. And so ultimately, I think he'll spend a lot of time in those red states with Democratic senators in states that he won, uh, you know, Missouri, North Dakota, Montana. Uh, Indiana, West Virginia, uh, and perhaps places like Florida and Tennessee. And then I think in some targeted House districts, he may also uh, spend some time. But ultimately, it's going to come down to how these candidates want to run uh, and, and whether they can raise the money they need and whether they can run good campaigns and draw contrasts uh, with Democrats. And, and this is one of the really interesting subplots as well, and that is with the Democratic Party's base moving far to the left, Will the will Democratic candidates be, be pulled too far to the left to get elected on issues like abolishing ICE or sanctuary cities or impeaching the president or whatever else? Once again, we have been honored to be joined by Matt Makoviak, National Political Wonk. And folks, I can't implore you enough. Check out Mac on Politics, his uh, fantastic podcast. It ha- has had some fantastic guests over the last month. Uh, some of my favorites have been Selena Zito, Mona Sharon, uh, Alberto Gonzalez. Check it out, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com. That's M-A-C-K, MacOnPoliticsPodcast.com for all these uh, terrific interviews. Matt, always a pleasure. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Brad. Take care. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. The perfect anniversary gift is to learn how to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. And you will have the time of your life as you learn. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Give her the anniversary gift she'll never expect. Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have one, they they can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair? And then when you look at the deals, it includes that cost in there, so it's not really a deal. So why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather? Buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale. Visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Take off. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, 
we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Pastors, you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that your congregation will really enjoy and benefit from, but you just can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give SermonSearch.com a try. Sermon Search is packed with sermon outlines from revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. You'll also find images, videos, and analogies to complement your presentation of God's message. Be inspired to study, create, and proclaim with SermonSearch.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.